Chapter 13, Under His Wings. Luke 13, 34. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. One of the things I love most about Jesus when reading through the Gospels is the way he just seems to know people. He knows their names and he knows their hearts, their personalities and their histories. When you watch him interact with people, you just can't escape the impression that he really knows them individually and in a deep way. I love the way Jesus was always nicknaming folks too. He called Simon Rocky and he called James and John the Thunder Boys, which you know, sounds like an old biker gang or something. One time, a 12-year-old girl passed away in her bedroom, and Jesus went in there with her parents, Rocky and the Thunder Boys, and took the little girl by the hand and gently said, Talitha Koum, which means, little lamb, get on up. Whenever I read that, I, I can't help but wonder if little lamb was the nickname Jairus always called his daughter. And even though they had just met, Jesus knew that name and wanted to bring her back to life in the most familiar and comfortable way possible. Jesus had changed other people's names too. Ages before he was ever born in Bethlehem, he showed up in the life of an old Bedouin named Abram and changed his name to Abraham. One night he showed up and wrestled Jacob until daybreak, changing the man's name to Israel. He not only knows people, but he knows what he's going to do in their lives. He changes them, remakes them, and then renames them. I've been thinking hard about this, and I've tried looking it up, and as far as I can tell, Jesus never asked anyone's name in the Gospels, except the man who lived in the tombs possessed by demons. In that situation, Jesus was talking to the demons, and I think he wanted everyone there to see and know that this guy's problem was something that was happening to him by malicious spirits from outside himself. Otherwise, Jesus just knew people. There were times when he called out people's names or facts about them when they had previously never met. Remember Zacchaeus? They had never officially met, but Jesus looked up in that tree and called him by name. When Nathanael met Jesus for the first time in John chapter 1, Jesus told him something true and deep about himself that he couldn't possibly have known unless he was somehow roaming around in the secret places of Nathanael's mind and heart. When Jesus was arrested and being tortured, there came a moment where the men went from merely being violent to being cruel. They blindfolded Jesus and started punching him in the face. A couple of the guys began to laugh and then said, come on, prophet, which one of us hit you? I mean, if you know everything, why don't you just start calling us out? Peter tells us, of course, that Jesus kept his mouth closed, just as scripture said he would, like a lamb before her shearers is silent. But what if Jesus had spoken up? What if Jesus started calling them by name after every punch that landed? What if he started calling them out right before they even threw those punches? Would they still throw their fists? Or would they be freaked out and afraid? 
he knew every single one of them better than they knew themselves. At the very end of Luke chapter 13, Jesus addresses the city of Jerusalem and speaks a lament over the people saying, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. And this seems like such a sad moment to me. The king is coming to the royal city, but the people of the city don't want him. The thing that really struck me as I read this account was that Jesus isn't like a normal king or governor or mayor who addresses his city. He's not looking out over a crowd of nameless faces, making a speech to the citizenry in general. He's not simply speaking to the masses. He's not like Mark Antony saying, friends, Romans, countrymen. He's not the president saying, my fellow Americans. No. When Jesus says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he knows every single name. He knows their stories. He knows their laughs. Jesus knows the favorite food and the biggest pet peeve of every single person in that city. He knows how many hairs are on their heads. When Jesus laments and weeps over Jerusalem, he's not weeping over a crowd of people, but over thousands upon thousands of individuals that he made and knows and loves. When my oldest daughter was in the first grade, I had this conversation with her where I asked her if there was anybody in her class that nobody else liked. She said, yes. I asked her if people sat by him or played with him. She said people mainly leave him alone. She told me his name. I asked her why the other kids don't play with him, and she said that everybody thinks he's gross. Then I asked her how she thought Jesus felt about this poor, lonely little boy. And she said, and I quote, Jesus loves him more than anything else in the whole world. Jesus knew every line and groove of every fingerprint on every hand that punched him in the face. And he loved them all. He loved them more than anything. He said, I wanted to be everything you needed. I wanted to be your shelter. I wanted to be the place you could go to to hide when you're afraid. I wanted to be your protector. Psalm 17 says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. As Jesus looked out over the city and the people that he loved, the only thing he wanted was to take care of them all. They were his treasure. He just wanted them to want him back. What about you? Do you want him back? He knows you. He loves you more than anything else in the whole world. Do you need some shelter today? Do you need to be protected? Do you need a safe, warm place to go when you're afraid or feeling alone? Jesus wants to gather you up and hide you under his wings. For more on this, Get yourself to a quiet place, 
read Luke 13, 34, and Psalm 17, 6 through 8. How does it make you feel to know that Jesus knows all about you and still loves you so deeply and so dearly? Take it to him.